right, guys. This is the Learn, Live, Love Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Kodiak, and I'm sitting here with Alicia. (laughs) Hi, guys. It's Alicia. (laughs) Kind of jumping the gut here. I was. (laughs) And we're going to talk to you guys today about truck traveling, which is kind of like truck camping, but, you know, there's not really a big difference or distinction between it other than the kind of gear you pack between that and backpacking. It's true. Backpacking just generally is a little bit more expensive, ironically. Um, you also have to be very wary about the weight. Obviously, when you're, since you're carrying it. Yeah. And in the truck, you're not really going to be far away from your truck or your vehicle. You can also backpack out of a car or pack out of a car, you know. Car camping. Car camping. But we're going to talk about our trip up to Wyoming, which we recently took. This we, last weekend. Yeah, actually. Last Friday, we went up. Very recently. Yep. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to give you guys some tips, some tricks, um, what we did and where we went. Yeah. So that's what's in store today. And we're going to start off with what we took. So we packed out of my truck, which is a Ford. And yes, I drive a Ford. Um, (laughs) It's a cute little F-150. My first truck. Not really my first pick, but whatever. Um, we took my Ford up. We packed out of... I First tip, have a camping box. If you guys are going to camp often, and even if you're not going to camp... Actually, I think it's more important if you don't camp super often to have a dedicated like tote or plastic box. It's really nice. Because then you can keep all your camping sp- stuff in one spot, and all you have to do is grab the box. Mm-hmm. Before this... I was kind of doubling my camping backpack with my hunting backpack, which was such a pain in the butt because it was like every time I wanted to go hunting, my backpack was full of camping stuff. And I'd have to unpack my camping stuff and put my hunting stuff in and vice versa. Oh, it was such a pain in the butt. So have a dedicated camping box. Within that box, within ours anyway, within our camping box, if you want to go grab that real quick, we'll actually go through it right now. Um, we have just kind of the essentials for all of the different camping needs. While Alicia is going and grabbing that, I'm going to talk a little bit about where we got it. So the camping tote I'm actually using is one I got from Walmart for like 20 bucks. It's a Sterilite lock box thing. It's a black one. Um, and it's literally just a little box. I mean, it has rollers on the bottom. So if it gets too heavy, you know. I can just roll it around, which is what Alicia's doing into the bat into the bedroom. Ironically, the rollers are on the other side, Alicia. <laughs> I She's know, like but it's perfect. <laughs> Um There's two latches on this with two different handles, two different flip up handles. So she's opening it right now and she's gonna pull stuff out as I kind of call what's in there. So first off, we have a little like dish camping set. So it's actually like a backpacking dish set. What it is, it's a like a frying pan, a deep pot, deep quotation, you know, in parentheses, it's not super deep. Um, and then like a medium-sized pot. They all fold down into a little thing that's probably six inches across and maybe... It's got three bowls. And it has three bowls. Oh yeah, three plastic bowls, a spoon, and a ladle also in it. And we got this at Sierra Trading Post for like 
14, 15 bucks. Total steal, totally worth it. Instead of carrying around super heavy pots and pans, which is what my buddy did in his camp, in his camping tote, which made his camping tote incredibly heavy. We have a little lantern so that if we get in here, and this one's always on the top, it's a Ozark Trail, which I think's Walmart's brand. Little thing is actually pretty bright too. Comes in hand, comes in incredibly handy. We have that so that we can always find our way around the box. We have some tea. Um, in our camping totes, also some stuff that is like non-perishable foods and stuff like that. So Alicia has her tea, her sleepy time honey tea. I also have a multi-spice spice shaker thing. And basically what it is, is it's just a cylinder that has salt, paprika, curry, cayenne, garlic salt, and pepper in it. And I think I picked that up at Sierra Trading Post as well for like two bucks. Actually, and that thing's really, really nice. We also have a camp burner, which is sits on top of two different, two cylinder, well, one, like cylinder style butane propane tanks. The little burner is one that sits on top and it just kind of opens up and it's basically just a portable gas burner. Each cylinder's five bucks at Sierra Trading Post, where we go. <laughs> the little burner I think was like 15 or 20 bucks. Totally worth it because, I mean, I throw this camping tote in the back of my truck and it's not hard to pull over and eat out of it. I, I can just whip it out and be like, okay, I want a can of soup. Put the can of soup on the little burner and my little, and just eat it on the side of the road. So it's totally double. We also have, and I know a lot of people would make fun of me for having these, but single walled cups, tin or steel. I think they're actually, I think they're stainless steel. Steel cups. Now the reason why single walled was an important distinction is because you cannot put double walled items on an open flame to warm stuff up in. Because they're double walled, they're usually vacuum sealed. So when the air heats up, it'll actually rupture either the inside or the outside of the canister. And the fact that they're vacuum sealed is what keeps your beverages cold on a hot day. So they're essentially broken and worthless at that point. So that's why single walled cups are actually more important than trying to have a fancy one like a Yeti tumbler or, you know, a any other one that's double walled. These little cups, I actually made Kodiak buy when we were going to buy camping stuff. And I was like, they're like 99 cents. And he was like, no, we don't need those. And then that's pretty much all we used on our camping trip. Yeah. They came in super handy. Yep, I ate my own foot on that one. Totally did. <laughs> it was, they're really, really useful. They really are. I mean, you can eat soup out of them. You can heat stuff up. I mean, I do my drip coffee into them. Yeah, we got we got one of the bigger ones and then two of the smaller ones that are, the smaller ones are like actual cup size and the big one is like mega cup sized. And like the big one will fill up the small one, a small one, Two and like a quarter times. Yeah. Well, dang, Kodiak. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Beat but, you to it. <laughs> but yeah, so if you use one of the big cups to fill, like heat up water, then you have two, like you both can drink hot water and like make hot cocoa and tea or whatever you drink. 
and I have coffee. No idea what brand this is, by the way, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, like they're not they're not stamped or labeled or anything. They're literally just like tin cups. I think you can find them anywhere too. Yeah, I think Walmart sells them too. So then we have uh, Kodiak's little coffee drip thing. Yeah, this thing's awesome. So for all of the coffee drinkers out there that are like, I don't want to carry around a coffee pot. I don't either. Um, they had they make these little drip coffee catches kind of thing. So what it is is basically it's just um, a cylinder, kind of like a graduated cylinder with two holes in the bottom. And what it does, what? A graduated cylinder? I don't, I don't know. It gets bigger at the top. Uh, a Graduate cone. cylinders do not get bigger. Than oh, okay. A cone. So basically what it is, is it's a cone attached to a platform on the bottom. <laughs> oh my gosh. With two holes in the bottom. And you basically put your coffee filter in the top, in the sil- in the cone part, and then put the coffee grounds in the, in the, in the filter, filter <laughs> just like a regular coffee pot. You just pour your hot water into it. And then it drips out the bottom because the holes are small enough. It retains the water long enough to actually get the flavor of the coffee. This one is really nice, too, because it's that weird plastic material. That doesn't that, degrade when it's hot. Yeah, and it's it's collapsible. So it folds into like a little circle, like a flat little disc. And you could probably fit it anywhere like you could take it backpacking and stuff it's really nice yeah i mean and it's no thicker than about you know most laptops when they fold down i mean i got like a really thin laptop yeah like yours yeah like your dell yeah okay anyways so that one's a must for coffee drinkers it's like the thickness of your phone or your finger yeah it's a little smaller than the thickness of your finger yeah things completely worth it i mean to be honest, if I went back and I saw another one, I'd probably get one for like my backpack <laughs> because I'm weird like that. You could just sit on uh, the bus stop and make coffee. <laughs> make coffee. If I had a way to heat it up. <laughs> right. No, you have your little burner. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Um, so the next thing we have in our camping tote is paper plates. Now, the reason I like to have paper plates is because you can burn them. They're useful fire starter. Yeah. I mean, worst case, you know, you grab a paper plate, rip it up, and you light it on fire to help your fire start. That's kind of how that goes. Plus, they're really nice when you're cooking, like, bacon and stuff, because then they... Because then they... Oh, nothing. I thought something happened. No, I think the ice in my drink fell. Oh. They're really nice when you're cooking like bacon and stuff because then they absorb stuff. And it's really nice, especially if you have limited water, to not have to clean a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of plates. I know it's not really friendly to the environment, but... Well, I mean, if you're not using paper plates to start fire, you're using a paper towel. Or you're using some sort of other bringing it in. And you could use bark too, but when for all of you guys in high moisture areas, that doesn't really work very well. And we have a family set of plastic utensils. These are definitely not friendly to the environment. Definitely not. However, I don't burn these because then you don't want to be cooking over a fire where you burn plastic in. Yeah. But the reason I have these is mainly because if you're in an area where you don't have a lot of water or you didn't bring enough water or etc. etc. You know, you have silverware. It was just kind of a last resort, mainly because we don't really have a lot of metal silverware <laughs> in our drawers to be stealing a set. And plus, this way, I don't have to worry if 
five people come camping or just two people go camping, I have enough silverware yeah. to keep them covered. Plus, it was really nice. We re- reused a bunch of our forks um, for a variety of things. I yeah, flipped, and they're washable. I've, yeah. I flipped the bacon and melted one of them. Bad idea. Hot bacon <laughs> grease and plastic forks don't like work well together. It's fine. We lived. It didn't melt so bad. I used the same fork. It's not like I didn't use it. So. Yep. Just an idea. So plastic, plastic set of silverware. Definitely, definitely useful. And then we have by far my favorite thing in our, <laughs> in our box. Cause you're weird. It's a biodegradable camp soap, which is so nice. It's super thick and the little. By thick, she means like the, the soap itself is pretty vis, uh, viscous. Yeah. So it's like uh, thicker than most syrup. Yeah. Most pancake syrup. It's um, it's super concent- concentrated. concentrated. And so you don't need very much for like a little bit goes a long way. And the top little piece that you get it to pour out of is super small so that you don't like squirt it all over the place. And it's it's just, it's really nice. It was pretty nice to be able to, you know, wash your hands and it's just a tiny little bit of soap you use. So. Plus it's biodegradable. Yep. Since we're so terrible to the environment with our plastic forks, (laughs) we have biodegradable soap. (laughs) Because for all of you that don't, don't know this, regular dish soap is not pH balanced. This is. And if you guys are in a natural river or natural water source and you're washing your dishes or whatever, which isn't necessarily a good thing to be doing at all, but everything ends up in the river. So if you guys are washing like up a hill or whatnot and, you know, you're washing with regular dish soap, just know you are actually affecting the pH of the river given it's a little bit, but it is. You're killing the fish. (laughs) Make you feel bad about it. But no, this is, it was super cheap and we got it at Sierra Trading Post. Walmart. We got that one at Walmart. You sure? Yes. Really? No. Oh. (laughs) Okay. We either got it at Walmart or Sierra Trading Post. I think it was Sierra Trading Post. And I mean, on that trip, we didn't even really dent it. The thing's not very big. I mean, it's probably the size of a... A small flask. Like a deck of cards? Yeah, that's about right. Slightly bigger than a deck of cards. And we didn't even we, use like a 64th of it. Yeah. We were there up, up there for three days, like mm-hmm. a whole weekend. And like, you can't even, it's at the top line still. We used like the soap in the little neck of the bottle. Yeah. So, so. that, that's a good one. Alicia likes it. <laughs> I do. So furthermore in our box, we have our tent, which it, I believe is a, it's a backpacking tent. It, yeah, it's a it's a backpacking tent. However, it's a little big for what a lot of backpackers use. So it's light enough to backpack, but it's not necessarily like backpacking. I don't know. It's it's a little big for a backpacking tent. Yeah, it's it's a three person tent, mm-hmm. which I don't know who is sleeping three across in these tents because. <laughs> Midgets like, are. Midgets are sleeping three people across. Like dogs. They're just, yeah. They're basing this off of the size of your dog. Um, don't, don't take that if you're if you own like a a mastiff. Yeah, like a mastiff. Yeah. I'm talking but like small dogs. This this tent, honestly, uh, it's a Kel Kelty Kel K E L T Y. Kel- 
Feller? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. know. It is. Um, it's a three-person tent. Shocker, we got it at Sierra Trading Post on <laughs> on discount. So far, it's been a really, really good tent. Really easy. It's a Vista 2, always, I believe. Always, always, always check and make sure that your tent comes with a tarp. Because we backpacked into this little spot up in Steamboat and brought a tarp with us, which was really heavy because it was a big tarp. And then the freaking tent, the first time we set it up, it comes with a tarp. And if your tent doesn't come with a tarp, make sure you bring a tarp. The moisture from the ground will soak your... Everything. Um, yeah, everything. I mean, your backpack, it'll soak into your sleeping bag. I mean, it'll just be miserable. And sleeping bags are really hard to get that to dry. weird stench you got going oh, yeah. on when they get wet. And don't wash your sleeping bag. I know that if you're backpacking, you probably know this because you've probably gone car camping before, but... Don't wash your sleeping bag. Just hang them up. Let the air do its thing. Use some Febreze on it. Yeah. Something. Don't But don't stick it in the washer. <laughs> it will never be the same. Yep. But the the tent we use, very good, very easy. Um, it's a Kelty Vista 2, I believe. Thing has a pretty small footprint. It's perfect for two people and all of their gear. We also have a set of pepper and salt. Which is leaking. That we bought like a buck at. Yeah, it's like the little plastic set that you get at King Supers or mm. your local grocery store. Yeah, I mean, it's they're nothing special. I bought them for like a buck. They kind of spill everywhere. So they're going to go in a Ziploc here pretty quick, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Let's see. Speaking what else do we which. got? Speaking of which. We have Ziplocs. We have the gallon I always, I always like to bring a gallon because if I'm going to put something in a Ziploc, it's probably not going to fit in a quart by, you know, luck of Murphy. They're also the zipper ones, which are a little more fancy because I don't like things spilling all over the place. Yeah. Especially but... when you don't have any water. So Ziplocs, definitely a must because if you need to keep something dry when it's raining or whatever. We also have a variety of soups, you know, like I said earlier, non-perishables. Um... Let's see, what else do we have in there? We have... A knife. I have a little cat knife, which can be replaced with a multi-tool. Um, I run this knife because it's a regular size knife blade, and it has a Phillips head screwdriver and a flathead screwdriver on it as well. There, I have no idea what that is, to be honest with you. I also have, within a Ziploc, some batteries for the headlamps and the flashlights that I bring, and some... You don't know what this is? No, what is it? It's a tampon. Oh, that's funny. And apparently a tampon. <laughs> Where did you get this? I i don't know. Actually, I think my dad gave me that. <laughs> that little baggie. <laughs> what? Actually, now that now that you say that, there's been a lot of um, survival shows where they say tampons are actually really, really good fire starters. Oh. Because of all of the loose pack in it. So. Right, well, that's a tampon. Okay. I have a tampon, some batteries, <laughs> and a... Not the type of tampons I run either. That was awkward. That's awkward. Um... And a <laughs> and some napkins, mainly for fire starting, but the napkins can be used as, you know, napkins too. Then we get this cute little survival kit, also at Sierra Trading Post. It was like a dollar. No, I think it was like four. Okay. It was still pretty cheap. It's got this little fire starter cotton thing. Um, duct tape. Duct tape. A little... Fire starter wheel. Fire starter wheel. And More a space fire blanket. Starter. 
A space blanket. A whistle. Um, it's like a whistle. Whistle. I'm just going to repeat whatever you say, <laughs> apparently. And yep. a little mini compass. Which probably doesn't work. It does work. Because all of those little ones are a pain in the ass. Does oh, work. it does work. Wow, I'm kind of surprised. And then it has a little outdoor survival guide. Little paper thing. Tools and techniques and how to use everything and how to not die. Yep. It's nifty. Yeah. It was so, worth it. And then alongside of that, I have my own little med kit I've put together and I just used a Condor med kit bag and I would definitely suggest buying that bag. I think it's Condor. I think it's got band-aids in there too. Oh, and it has band-aids in the little survival pack. I don't want to take but anything out. I'm not going to go over my med kit. I might do that in a later episode maybe. Um, I run that med kit with me when I ride my motorcycle. It's usually on me in my truck. I mean, it has suture kits and band-aids and uh, etc. Is that everything in there? Yep. Cool. So that's everything in our camping tote. So this will probably be cut into two different ones, what we bring and what we did. So uh, what else? Oh, what's in my truck box? So we brought water with us in a little like, I don't know, football dispenser thing. The, the, like, yeah, the thing. ones that they dump on people in yeah. games that um, are full of Gatorade. We brought one of those with us for water as well in some of our bladder packs in our camping or in our backpacks. I hate that. I know you do, but that that's the only thing I know it to call it. Oh, it's the worst. Um, bladder. That's that's what she hates. Stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I also have, and this kind of surprised me, my old boss gave me this for free and it was one of the best things we had. It was the little Coleman camping stove. And I know that those things are so overplayed. It's the little like- The little charcoal grills yeah, that are like round. Ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was super nice. Super useful. We don't know how to use charcoal. So Apparently. we used so we used wood in it. Yeah. Cause we didn't It's basically a small fireplace. Yeah. And it worked fantastic. We did most of our cooking on there. Oh, that's another thing about these little tin cups is if you angle them right, like if you don't set the little metal handle directly over a flame or anything, they don't get hot. And I was really surprised. That is kind of surprising. Because I set them off to the side of the grill, like hanging off the edge, and I expected them to get hot, and it totally didn't. And it was really nice. I was I was really happy. Surprised because our little, like, backpacking tools, like our little um, pots and pans, yeah, the handles on those got hot. I was like, great. Random. Kind of weird. Which are plastic. I was like... Well, they're, yeah, they're, it's a metal support with a plastic grip on them. Um, and the plastic got hot. Yeah. The, yeah. the metal did better than the plastic. Which is kind of, which is really interesting. Yeah. But, yep. So that little Coleman grill worked really, really well. I brought my fishing stuff, which I didn't actually end up fishing because I didn't stop to get a Wyoming fishing license. <laughs> so I didn't actually fish, but I brought all my fishing stuff and that definitely stays with me on all of our trips. We brought books, which we never got to because... Yep. The place where we were going to go read was flooded. So we ended up walking around in the marshland for like an hour, two hours. It was really cool. It's kind of gross. It was it was kind of gross, but it was actually really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. But we'll talk about that later in the next podcast. And then we brought our sleeping bags. Yep, and obviously. our sleeping bags, which mine broke, sadly. I've had this sleeping bag since I was like eight. That's probably why it broke. Seven. 
First time I went backpacking. It's old. Yeah, like seven. Like you. <laughs> Thing and the zipper <laughs> broke finally, and I was so sad. But um, brought our sleeping bags. That little camp stove. We brought some wood, some <laughs> cedar shake shingles. Ironically, that I took off a house like four years ago. They burn really well. Though. Yeah, they do. They really do. Let's we see. Pillows. Yep. And a blanket, which our pillows almost blew away in the wind because we slept outside. In the hammock because it wasn't it wasn't super windy or rainy when we went to bed, which was kind of funny. And then it got really windy. Yep. And our pillows were like blowing away in the night. Mm-hmm. I have amazing reflexes. When she's asleep. Yeah. She caught a pillow before it managed to blow out of her reach. She woke up and caught the pillow. Impressive. It, it was impressive. <laughs> um, oh, and we also brought a awning. So like one of those pop-up tent things where it's just the cover for the sun. Brought one of those. That was definitely fantastic. Yeah. We borrowed it and it was really nice. I don't... There's no reason for us to actually have one because we only use it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we were feeling like splurging on something, we would get one of those. But if your friends have one of them, just use one borrow. of theirs. Yeah, just yeah. borrow theirs. It's true. It's true. We just brought. Oh, my little camp chair. Oh, I yeah. I love this thing. It's like one of the tripod. Triangle. Triangle seat little mm-hmm. ones. And it was like, it's like. On sale for 15 bucks yeah. at Sierra Trading Post. I think they're like 20 regularly. It was, it's super nice. It is. I mean, it just pops out. It's super small. Stays in my truck box like at all times. It's really nice for backpacking too because it's a like light chair. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we bring? I think that's it. Can't think of it. Oh, brought we brought a lighter. We brought a dog. Brought a mossy, a mossy dog. Um... He, she is a Springer Spaniel. Yep. Fantastic dogs. I love them. Little, little ADD, little, you know, uh, they have separation anxiety or can get separation anxiety. We also brought guns, brought BB guns and real guns. <laughs> the BB guns are so much fun. Like, I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but a little while ago, my old Red Rider pump BB gun died. So I went and bought another one and... That thing is the most fun ever. I cut the stock down, so it's like a pistol with a really, really long barrel. You just pump it up and shoot. I mean, we sat out and shot cans at a little clanger guy that I built, and it was just a blast. Those little BB guns are so much fun just to plink around with. It was fun. Definitely one of the cheaper. I think they're like only 30 bucks or something like that. They're ridiculously cheap for what they are. Yeah. It's also a good option if you don't feel like buying like another gun. Like you should probably have bear spray, which yeah. we left ours here. But not really bears up where we went. And I know there of. could be. There could be. Doubt it. But for like protection, it's probably a good idea to bring some sort of defense. But um, if you can't afford like a real gun or bear spray, because bear spray is extremely expensive. Is it really? Yeah, it's like eighty bucks. Ouch. I can. That's brutal. Okay, it's like 60 bucks. But Don't bring a BB gun to defend yourself. That's where you're going you with could. this. You, you could. You could. But you wouldn't want to. Against it humans. would be scary. It would be scary. Or like a small fox. I don't know why foxes are attacking you. I don't know. Talking. I don't know what Gosh. kind of fox is attacking you. But a BB gun would be good defense against another human. Because let's be honest, if you shoot a human at point blank range with a BB gun, it's that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. You're just gonna piss off the bear. But yeah, you're gonna piss off the. You're gonna piss off whatever critter you're shooting at. However, if it's human, we're a little thinner skinned. 
So you but might you, be. You definitely could hunt with a BB gun too if push came to shove. If a raccoon came at you, that's a possibility. Yeah, there you go. That'll there go. that'll definitely hurt a raccoon. Yeah, but it's gonna get pissed off first, so you better be prepared. And I mean, if you have a BB gun and you're going and camping where other people are, definitely that could be good defense against other people if they come into your tent. I mean, A, it's kind of flashy like a gun. There's no orange, so people aren't going to be like, that's a BB gun. They won't know it's a BB gun until you shoot them. And when you shoot them, they're going to be like, ow! It's going to hurt. Yeah. Being hit with gravel. So we went up in this last couple minutes, we went up to the Seminole Range by Seminole Reservoir, Cordis Reservoir. And the Miracle Mile. So that's, you'll have to look on the map. Um, it's over by Sinclair and Rawlings. It's about an hour away from Laramie. If you're coming from the south, that's the way we went up there to, we went up 287 to Laramie and then we took the Lincoln Highway to Hannah, or no, I lied, to Medicine Bow and then we took Beer Mug Road. And I don't think that's what it's called on the map, but that's what my family's always called it over to the Hannah Leon Road, and then took that into the back way to Seminole, to the Miracle Mile. Miracle Mile is known for its fishing. We'll talk about that a little bit. And the Seminole Range is wonderful. We go up and hunt there every year, or almost every year, not this year, sadly. I mean, it's fantastic. Speaking of which, there's a lot of wildlife up there, and so we brought binoculars to look out at them. Oh, yeah. And your typical hunting stuff. So binoculars. We also brought, like, toiletries and stuff oh which totally wasn't mentioned we I like brought didn't even think of that yeah. deodorant and like toothbrush contact toothpaste. solution contact case toothbrushes yeah hairbrush for you that you never used i know i just i put my hair up in a bun and pretend like it doesn't it doesn't matter and towels because we went swimming in the river that was stinking cold but that's part of the fun yeah and yeah so that's the stuff we took next podcast we're going to talk more about the stuff that we ended up doing where we went what we did different areas you guys can go we went on a couple back roads which is super fun um if you guys are planning a trip up to wyoming definitely stop by the seminole range and the seminole reservoir it's the reservoir is huge if you're a boat person and yeah this has been the learn live love abroad podcast i'm kodiak and i'm alicia we just went over what we take on truck packing, car camping, whatever you want to call it. You can call it whatever you want. You could call it horse taxis. I don't care. That was random. <laughs> what? You could call don't it anything. Don't call it that. Everyone's <laughs> going to make fun of you. No, they're going to be like, horse taxi? What are you doing? <laughs> so guys, we are going to have some music play us out and stay tuned for part two. This has been the Learn Live Love Abroad podcast. One more time, you can find us at that address, learnliveloveabroad.com. You want to email us, learnliveloveabroad at gmail. So guys, until we meet again, see ya.